Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome in, everybody, to ACC Football and Beyond for this Tuesday, February 18th. You know the drill by now. I am Chris Landry, and we're talking college football each and every weekday, Monday through Friday. We will talk the latest around the world of college football and uh, certainly talk not just ACC football, uh, not just SEC football, not just Big Ten, Big 12, Pac-12, Group of five, we will cover the world of college football each and every day at the beginning and then go into some of the recap of the best or the best information or the best analysis we can give you over the past week within a conference. So it's basically a daily college football show and a weekly conference football show uh, with each conference having their own day. And that includes kind of the region, some of the G5 schools that are in the region that are not technically in the conference. And, of course, for us, that means, too, in ACC football and beyond, Notre Dame, which is not a Big Ten, not a uh, ACC team, but is. So we remind you that we are brought to you by the great folks at 401K Generation. Uh, they are the experts in financial services. Eddie Rojas and his team, licensed in all 50 states, are available to you at your beck and call. Give them a call or a text at 1-866-998-5879. Um, the great thing about what they do, uh, in addition to being licensed in all 50 states, which means they can, they're licensed to help you regardless where are you listening to this uh, show from? And they can help you in any matter. I mean, are you on your right track to your personal financial goals? Your 401k, your IRAs, you, whatever it is that you might have, you might need. Is it the right thing? Where do you want to go? They've got it all covered for you. So give them a call or a text today. They're there to help you. And to get this podcast as well as our pro football podcast every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Go to uh, Landry Football's Conference Call, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast. Landry Football's Conference Call is where you want to go. And LandryFootball.com, folks, you can check that out for all the latest detailed information 
around college football, the NFL, in our daily notebooks, recruiting information, uh, recruiting analysis, evaluation. Learn more about these players as they're taking visits and getting commitments, which the quality, not just the stars by their name, but what makes it such, as well as uh, draft boards, getting the draft boards ready and the scouting reports ready, NFL free agency. We've got it all for you. One stop shopping football at LandryFootball.com. Got our scouting season offer, the best we've ever had. It'll get you the best deal at the lowest rate. Less than a magazine subscription. Less than $5 a month will get you LandryFootball.com and up-to-date. Thinking and seeing the game like a coach in a scout would. So what's the latest, <clears throat> pardon me, in the world of college football today? Well, the ACC has jumped in and are now in favor of allowing student-athletes a one-time transfer exemption, which would grant immediate eligibility at a, at their next school. The ACC just wrapped up their winter meetings um, and put on a statement Monday saying that the conference unanimously concluded that as a matter of principle, it supports a one-time transfer opportunity for all student-athletes, regardless of sport. This is very similar, of course, to the concept of what the Big Ten proposed as of yet, the NCAA is not moved to implement the idea. If something does come together, it uh, would not be put into place into 2021 at the earliest. But certainly there's growing support for the change. Here's the thing, and here's my thoughts on it. And I think you know by now, and I don't want to get into another long diatribe on this because I've done it too much already, but the need for a college football commissioner, a college football czar, where it, we should not be having, I mean, it's fine to have the Big Ten with their thoughts, the ACC with their thoughts, so on and so forth. But we need to get on the same page where everybody's in a think tank. But I think the need to get what's best for college football as a whole is something that's often lost in a lot of these decisions. This is a good concept, and you look on the surface and say, it's a great idea. And I'm for a kid being able to transfer in cer certain circumstances. But let me just throw this out. Do you make amendments to this? Okay, so basically you get one transfer, and that's it. Okay. You make a transfer. Let's say you want to leave because the coach that recruited you is not there. Uh, you're not getting playing time or whatever. Whatever the case may be. You move. You're there. Now you're out of school, and you have a family issue. Somebody's sick in your family, and you want to move closer to home. Now you can't move because you've used your transfer. So I, I, will you make it a one-transfer rule? but allow for an exception in unusual circumstances like a documented family illness or something that's legitimate, something to keep in mind. Do you transfer? I mean, now, and I think the reason why they're trying to do this is trying to stop the chaos of kids moving from one school to the next school to the next school. You make a move from one school to the next, um, and then you're at 
that school that you've now moved to, and there's a coaching change. Well, you can't move. Is that okay? Is everybody okay with that? I mean, you say, hey, look, you got one move. Be smart about it. I mean, I think that's the concept. Look, be, be smart about it. Make darn sure you want to move because this is the only one you get. I understand that. I like that. I think making it – look, I, I want kids to be able to have some level of freedom, but let me just give you the perspective of a coach who sat in my office and have had player after player after player come to me. They want to leave. They had a bad fight with their girlfriend. They're homesick. The you know the coach you know yelled at him a little too much, and all these guys, particularly young, it's not what they think. In fact, it's worse than ever because there's so much smoke blowing up their rear end in the recruiting process today than ever before. That when they come in, they think the world's owed to them. They think everyone's going to bow down to them. And, of course, you have to de-recruit them. They now realize, oh, he's not the same guy that recruited me. His staff, not quite willing to treat me the same way. I'm, I, I kind of work as hard as everybody else. They all want to transfer. And, you know, back in the day, because of that, it was hard to transfer. They stuck it out. And I'm going to tell you, 99 times out of 100, when that kid's career is over, he's glad he didn't transfer. He's glad he stuck it out. He knew it was tough, but he fought through it, and he came out better of it. Now what we've done, we've made it very easy for them to transfer. And what we're doing is saying when the going gets tough, Transfer. What do I mean? I'm not going to start. Huh. It can't be that I need to work harder. I need to be better. I need to do more film work. I need to do all the little things. No, it's I deserve my opportunity. I want to go somewhere else where I can start, where it's easy to start. It's easy to compete. Or were they more fair to me? Then you go and transfer, you realize, you know what? At some point they realize, oh, this is not as easy as I thought. It's not as easy as high school. You tell them that, but they don't really see that. And then they become a victim of, you know, give me my opportunity. Give me, give me, give me. It's no longer earn it and work. I think we're setting a precedent. This is one way to do it. There are other ways to go about it, but we need to get a handle on it. We've got a transfer portal with more players in it than there are available scholarships. Look, if you're going to transfer, you may get a scholarship somewhere else. If you're an elite player, you will. No maybe about it. But if you're not, you may not get that opportunity. And what if you don't? 
you had an opportunity at your first school. I, I just think that every kid has to make a decision. The family has to make a decision. But I do believe that you got to make it tough on them to some degree. They need to fight through it. I'm going to tell you, going back to my playing days, I came in, small-town kid, going to, quote-unquote, the big city to play college football at State U and walk on. I'm getting beaten up and hollered at. Now, I didn't have notions about how great I was. I was just excited to be there. A lot of guys were very full of themselves, entitled. And this is this a long time ago. Nowhere near as prevalent as it is today. But there are days that I thought it's not worth it, getting my head beat in and, and all. And then for me, it was an opportunity that led to coaching. No, I wasn't good enough to be a pro player. I wasn't good enough to be an all-SEC player, certainly. But I was good enough to at least prove to a certain level, to a certain degree, that I could contribute and help. And I was asked to be part of a coaching staff of a big-time SEC program and as a student assistant, and it started a career in coaching, which um, I, I don't know. I just think that we're teaching – life's not easy. Every one of you listening to this knows this. Everything's peachy at work every day, all the time, at every one of your jobs. You ever – Face the boss that's a pain in the rear end. Maybe unfair. Maybe doesn't see things right. You don't think is doing things right. You you have to deal with it, right? It's how you manage things, right? It's how you you react to a situation. Isn't that what really college football is all about? College athletics is all about. It's about an opportunity to work, develop. Grow, stay committed to your team, stay committed to your coach, to work hard. There's nothing wrong with transferring if it's done for the right reasons. If you truly have evidence and you sit down and maybe meet with your coaches and they don't feel that it's the best place for you and it's mutually something, then I think you ought to look at it. You know, speak with your family. You know, people, your your people that are in your influence group. I, 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 I'm open to it. I'm just saying that in most cases, it's the easy way out. So I don't want to put a blanket picture on it, but it is very often the easy way out. Let's be careful what we're doing, folks. Let's be careful. Need to get a handle on it. I think it's something we need to look at. Hey, multi, multiple folks are talking now. I'm hearing that. Brett Bielema has definitely reached out to Colorado. He's definitely planning on interviewing for the Colorado opening. He wanted the Michigan State job. Um, you know, I got to tell you, they might find might find a quote-unquote better fit in terms of a local guy that's a Colorado guy. That's, But I can tell you, Colorado's position, they're not going to find somebody. That if they want somebody that's just, oh, I love it, then 
promote Darren Cheverini. They want somebody with experience as a head coach and has had success as a head coach in college that wants the job that's available. I don't know that they're going to find anybody better than Brett Bielema at this point. It'll be interesting to see how the interview goes. Um, he's, of course, again with the New York Giants as the outside linebacker coach. Duke will hire Tulane secondary coach Chris Hampson to serve as cornerback coach for them. He was originally hired by Tulane in 2016. Uh, the new gig with Duke's going to be his first of the Power Five program, except for the 09 and 10 season when he was a GA at Georgia Tech. Some transfer news this week. Remember, we catch the region, not just the conference. East Carolina redshirt sophomore Tay Williams has entered the transfer portal. Um, during the fall, the redshirt sophomore had about 35 carries, 160 yards with uh, Darius Phoenix and Trace Christian and Demetrius Monty and Raji Harris. Um, he was down on the depth chart, so he's looking for an opportunity. Also, off East Carolina's team, redshirt junior wide receiver Leroy Henley has entered the portal. 6'1", 206, just managed four catches for 32 yards in 10 games this year. Overall, he appeared in 22 games at East Carolina. Redshirt junior, um, I don't know that he's 100% committed. Word is he might pull back um, from the portal and give it another shot. We shall see. Uh, Wake Forest redshirt sophomore running back Courtney McKinney's transferred to NCANT. He entered the portal in December after rushing for 19 yards on six carries because he's moving down to the FBS level. The 6'1", 215-pound tailback is eligible to play immediately for the Aggies. Former Florida State redshirt senior Amir Rasul is transferred to Middle Tennessee. He didn't play in 19 after leaving uh, Florida State in uh in 19 in 2018 um ran for 40 uh, 46 yards 10 carries and 10 games as former four-star recruit that never really panned out he should be able to compete for carries for middle and he could be uh, one of their feature backs it's going to be interesting to see nancy state senior guard joshua fed jackson has entered the transfer portal He's one of the best run blocking guards and now let me just say this. With all the early entries, with kids, and I'm not a fan of kids missing their spring in, in high school to start college that early, but on one hand, they're getting into college early, and a lot of them are getting postgraduate degrees, which I like a lot. Um, when you graduate, uh, you should have immediate eligibility as graduate transfers. I'm a believer in that. But I do think, as we talked about, some of these kids leave in December. And I think there needs to be better structure. But uh, Joshua Fed Jackson, that's a guy, getting back to the college free agency part of that, that's a guy that's a plug-and-play, run-blocking offensive lineman that can play for just about anybody. Well, he can play for anybody. Start um, for a lot of places. Uh, around the region are – North of the region, Connecticut redshirt senior running back Stanley Little has entered his name into the portal. It's the 26th Connecticut player who's entered the transfer portal since the end of the season. Let me say that again. Connecticut 
has now had 26 players that have entered the portal since the end of the season. Redshirt senior running back from Waterbury, Connecticut. Hadn't done a whole lot there. Buffalo redshirt senior receiver Tito Overton has entered his name. He's 5'10", 185. Appeared in about 10 games for him this past year. Not a lot of production. Caught one or two passes. Returned some kickoffs. He can play immediately. He's an FCS caliber program. Some recruiting news to get to. Miami receiving a verbal commitment from four-star 2021 running back Thad Franklin. So recommit if you want to, from the Hurricanes. He had previously pledged to Miami before backing off. He picked Miami over Auburn, Baylor, Florida, just to name a few, 6'8", 215. He's got the size to compete early. Um, And he's one of probably top 15 or so backs in the 2021 class. Hesitate. Some of that is an evaluation given to me by some coaches as I've not will spend a lot of time in the summer grading them and kind of stacking them a little bit. But he's one of the top, let's say, dozen to 15 running backs in the country in this 2021 class. It's a good get for Manny Diaz and his staff. <clears throat> Meanwhile, North Carolina has received a, received a verbal from four-star wide receiver 2021 class now. This is pretty much all 2021 class, unless we notify otherwise. Gavin Blackwell, he made his pledge on Monday, uh, was kind of celebrated as to where he might go. Great get for North Carolina and the ACC. Beating out Ohio State, beating out LSU, beating out Florida. Good get for Mac Brown. He's one of the top 100 players in the country, and I can – Stand on the table for him there. I can tell you, he's a smurf. He's 5'11", 164. He can be a 182, 185-pound guy frame-wise. But he can contribute. He can be a great returner, great with the ball in his hands. Boston College three-star defensive end in the 2021 class, TJ Guy, reopened his recruitment. He's 6'4", 240, initially committed to BC in November. He's from Mansfield, Mass., uh, BC still in it, but Michigan has gotten involved. They like him a lot. They offered um, him in early February. So he wants to go visit in Ann Arbor and look and see where he is. He's one of the top ten players in the state of Massachusetts this past year, and Michigan kind of works the Jer- the northeast, Jersey over in the, the northeast uh, pretty hard. Some coaching news over the past week. Probably heard this by now, but just kind of a reminder, Notre Dame is going to hire Cincinnati defensive back coach Mike Mickens. Boy, I remember Mike as a player to serve in the same capacity. He spent the past two seasons with the Bearcats, now onward to Notre Dame. Um, if you remember, Mike um, was a cornerback who played for Brian at Cincinnati. So he now is on Brian's class at Notre Dame. Good get for them. Virginia gets... Uh, Delaware outside linebacker Clint Stidham to serve as D-line coach. Uh, Stidham was a former Virginia standout. Remember, he's a second-round pick by the Giants, played three years in the NFL. He replaces Vic Solto, who left Virginia to become the new D-line coach at USC. Um, Vic has been located on the East Coast for his whole career, played his collegiate ball at, B- at BYU. He's a cousin of Junior Seau. We talked about this on – 
Friday show, Pac-12 football and beyond, that he was heading out to USC. So that's the latest as Virginia replaces him pretty quickly. Central Florida defense coordinator Randy Shannon is going to make $1 million in 2020. Now the highest paid group of five assistant coach in the country. Drew a $300,000 sal- salary in 2019. Big time bump, $700,000 bump in pay. On top of the base $1 million, um, he drew a retention bonus of three hundred grand on February 6th. He's been the defense coordinator for UCF the past two seasons. Um, he ranks, if you want to know by comparison, among the top 25 assistants nationally in the country in addition to taking the lead among G5 schools. So that is, you know, a certain sign of strength and stability at UCF in terms of infrastructure. North Carolina is uh, bringing in um, tight end, uh, former Browns tight end coach John Lilly to serve as the capacity. We mentioned that before, but want to mention as a recap here, part of the ACC show, um, he was like, oh, obviously, with the Freddie Kinchins purge. Um he was with Georgia from 08 to 15. He worked the tight end and special teams. So good background, good hire for Mac. Virginia Tech redshirt senior running back Khalil Abert will lead the is uh, a player to watch this year. Um, you know I've been a little down on Virginia Tech's recruiting, a little bit down on some of their direction, a little bit concerned, hoping that the season's going to be better. Uh, and continue to grow. But one of the things that's been different about Virginia Tech is that they've not had a back that looked like the really good backs in the Frank Bema era. No Virginia Tech back has topped 850 yards rushing in the Justin Fuente uh, era. Um, I don't know that he's going to get that, but you know this kid – is 5'9", 205. He's the transfer over from uh, from Kansas. Um, liked him at Kansas. Liked him in 2017. He rushed for, oh, I think 650, 650 yards, four touchdowns. Puka Williams became the, the guy there. That's a perfect example. Move on. Be, you know, instead of sticking out, could obviously have two really good backs at Kansas if for you to stay, but he moved on, uh, and he's looking for his break in Blacksburg, and I think he's got a chance to be the number one running back. Jalen Halston, Marco Lee, Kayshawn King, um, or the other guys. Can't wait to, to see spring practice and how this begins to play out. And I, oft, as often do, get into some film room nuggets on draft prospects. Really like Cole Komet out of Notre Dame. The tight end has got really good ball skills and body control and hand placement as a blocker, route running skills. Um, he's got to improve as an inline guy, but I think the guy's really got a lot of potential. Louisville tackle, Mackie Becton. Struggles a little bit staying frontal. Um with his lack of body control and footwork, lack of ability to redirect, but, boy, he's a huge guy. Lots of potential, and he's definitely a make-it guy in the NFL. Beckton is a huge man, really good player. Wake Forest corner, um, Asang Bassey, 
does struggle as an on-ball um, defender due to his frame. He's 5'9", 190. He's small, not a fit for everybody, but he's got really good quickness staying on top of routes. He'll struggle with some of the physical side of the game, and he does struggle a little bit as an on-ball receiver. You know, he doesn't compete when he's playing receiver and obviously defending balls. Miami's cornerback, Trajan Bandy, I think is a good value third-day pick, and he's capable of making big plays. It was the routine plays that got him in trouble when I stuck you know, a lot of film on him and watched him last year, charted him, and when I began to break him down, he struggles to defend the run. It's going to be an issue. He's his own corner, um, but he does make plays on the ball. Interesting guy. Clemson offensive lineman Tremaine Ankrum, 6'2", 215. Spent the majority of his career at right tackle. I think he's a guard at the next level. His size and length are not real good. Boy, he's really good technique, sound, and he's got really good play strength. A couple of backs, you obviously all know about Cam Akers. The Seminoles got really good bursts and balance through the hole. I think it's going to be a good day two pick. Um... I don't know that a poor com- combine will hurt him kind of in the status. You know, here's the thing. The combine can't hurt you in terms of your performance, but as it relates to others, sometimes it could have an effect. And then Boston College, A.J. Dill uh, is another guy that I really like a lot. I don't like his versatility, but he's a workhorse physical back. Um, he's got to get better, uh, but he's, you know, in terms of rounding out, some passing games, some protection issues. But this guy at 250 pounds is a one-cut and attack up the field type of guy. So uh, those are some nuts. We try to bring some nuggets to the draft prospects within the league uh, each and every show. So keep a look out for that, all the latest. And remember, we're going to have scouting reports on all these draft prospects, draft boards. So you want to check it over on the LandryFootball.com where you can get all of that all around the country, get all the draft information, recruiting information. Your one-stop shopping football, LandryFootball.com. Get our scouting season offer today. Get on board with it. If that's not good for you, try it out for a month, too much, whatever the case may be. And check out the great folks at 401k Generation, uh, all the great financial um, money management uh, investment inquiries, Get your financial checkup today. If you got somebody, get a second opinion. If you don't have somebody, give them a call. No obligation. Just check with them. They're licensed in all 50 states. So um, give them a call or a text today, 1-866-998-5879. Make sure you check out tomorrow's podcast as we're going to have Big Ten football and beyond. And you can get that how? You can get the Pro Football Show how? by going to Landry Football's conference call. Sign up for Landry Football's conference call. You get all the game, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. Landry Football's conference call. Check us out on Twitter at Landry Football. Check out LandryFootball.com. You're going to absolutely love it. Have a great rest of your day. We'll talk to you tomorrow on Big Ten Football and Beyond, as well as the Pro Football Show. Talk to you tomorrow, everybody. I'm Chris Lane.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 